Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. back baby it's the horns up talking texas podcast fisher tosopolis a little over 24 hours after we were saying our men's basketball team is doomed a little over 24 hours after toss came out and was like we got to go four and oh on this stretch we can go four and oh we're starting off at tech who beat us at home to kick off big 12 play we go into texas tech and do what kansas pretty much did to us in the first half yeah. absolutely dominant max Acemus, whose shot was nowhere to be found nowhere to be found for games and games at a time comes out scores 18 points obviously dylan DeSue, who you know what it's unfortunate i mean look we were never going to be better than kansas probably and we're probably obviously never going to be better than houston although that game we had an overtime against them at home a couple weeks ago that was a bit of a that's one of the tipping points of the season that UCF West Virginia. If we beat UCF West Virginia and if Dylan DeSue doesn't start the season hurt, he's a, he's well into the wooden watch at least. Look, he's not going to win player of the year, but he's well into the wooden watch. This guy is putting up such offensive performances. He's unconscious from three. Yeah. He went, he went 0 for two yesterday, but before that, he was he was shooting over 50%. Yeah, he's well, he still is. I think he's he's yeah. uh he's a 50 50 80 guy. So if you're field goal, three point free throw for a big man at his size, you know, he he protects the rim, he rebounds decently. I think that's the one thing that we've always wanted him to do more of that he did at Vanderbilt. But when you have a guy like Dylan Mitchell who's averaging over eight rebounds a game at the three four spot, like that, that's a you know, I, I don't really care that much about Desu, especially in a game like this against Texas Tech, where we dominated on the glass. Uh, mm -hmm. We out rebounded them by 14 boards, and that made a huge, huge difference in in this game, especially because our defense. We were great at the point of attack. We were forcing them to take tough shots. I thought that the refs let both teams get away with a lot of contact in this game. It was really chippy. It always is between Tech and. And Texas, end. especially when it's when it's at Lubbock. Yeah, we'll get into our guy Brock Cunningham and his send off to the to the Lubbock Red Raiders. Uh, who knows when we're playing them next, right? But to Sue, I mean, I, I just I can't speak highly enough of this guy. And I, we're, you know, we were up at we were up by twenty four at half. And I'll tell you what, like he's so good in the high post isolation and. I was bewildered that Texas Tech wasn't doubling him because mm. he's he's got that face up game, um, but he's also you know w w in the when there's a high pick and roll and he he's the slip and he's the roller like he's really effective. He used that that pump fake to get guys up in the air and then he either goes into him or he finishes at the rim and, and dunks. Um, he displayed pretty much all of what he can do last night except for hitting the three and, and on the three point shot he's averaging 3.6 attempts per game. So it's not like the guy's shooting one three-pointer a game and he's no, just so happening to hit one every two, right? Like the guy can actually shoot. So yeah, I mean, he's continuing to up his stock in regards to being an NBA prospect and ending up on an NBA roster because he's a real pick and pop guy. Like I think mm -hmm. that's 
that's really true for him. And because he can't rebound the ball well enough, I don't think that would turn him into a starter. So he'd be like a pick and pop guy that can come off the bench, get his own, maybe like a Kelly Olenek type that can't dribble as well. Like he's not as good of a ball handler and a playmaker, but as far yeah. as like offensive effectiveness off the bench, I could really see that for Desu, um once he gets to the bigs. But for right now, focusing on this team, um, it was a huge win. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily change my mind about what I was saying in regards to our tournament chances once we get there, but it does change my mind as to us getting there to be that eight seed, that seven seed, whatever our projection was before we looked, um, you know, two days ago. So that makes me happy. I want to see our guys there and I like the resolve. I love ending our relationship with Texas tech on a very high note for us. Mm. Um, we might see him in the conference tournament, I guess, but as of now, this is the last time that we're playing them and we ended up with a W. So got to feel good about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, on to Sue's NBA prospects. I think you hit all the points of we would love for him to rebound a bit better, obviously ball handle a bit better, but you know, we've seen it time and time again, like the, just everything opens up a little bit in the NBA. There's more room, yeah. right? Top sure. more room to operate. And for a guy like that who can shoot and is assuming, and his shot has gotten better and better. So you assume he continues to ride that wave, right? Of progression, you know, then we're in a place where this guy is could just hit, he could hit spot up threes. You could hit open shots. And if you could do that, you're going to at least find your way onto a bench for sure yeah. in the NBA or at some point get a shot. Like, I don't know if he'll be drafted, his age, his injury history. There's a lot of things going against him, but he's definitely done all he can to, to continue to elevate his game to a potential G League NBA level. Um, and then on topic of our bracketology, like right now, we're, Lenardi has us as a 10 seed. It's, it says it's updated as of the 27th, which was yesterday. So I don't know if he, I don't know if that includes last night's game. Probably not. Or, probably not. Uh, he has his last four in, which is scary as a 10 seed playing Utah state. I okay. don't hate it. I don't hate no. it. I mean, I would, if we're playing, if we're at 10 seed playing a seven seed Utah state, there's no way I'm not picking us. You know what I'm saying? That's a given. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's an easy pick, but like with a win against at tech, you know, who they're a seven seed in his bracket, like, it's a solid win. They're ahead of us in the conference. The things tighten up in the conference race now. And all of a sudden, like we're in a position, not in the best way, but we control our own destiny. Like, look, we're not going to be a three seed like in years past, but we have Oklahoma state at home. Right. And that gets us back to break even in, in the big 12, which would be huge. And yeah. then you just got to hope you can snap, yeah. split the Baylor and OU games. If you go three and one in that stretch, you know, it's a completely different story. Right now we're seven and eight. We're a game, we're half a game back from the Sooners and a full game back from that that little quadrant of teams that you said will be the cutoff line of Tech, BYU, and TCU. Um, OU goes to Iowa State tonight, which I hopefully is a loss, right? Yeah, for, for Oklahoma, which would put which would pull us at that point into still a half game back in the full season, but we'd be even in the Big Big Twelve, which is great to see. I, I do think, though, in terms of this team, it's it's bit, last night's a bit bittersweet, right? Because again, Tech's a really good team. They have good guard play. They're always strong defensively. They're at home. For us to come out and do what we did, and the Aceman didn't finish the season, like finish the game. I'm sorry, shooting that well, but he came out really hot. And Weaver, and the big, the big, honestly, part of the whole game was our bench play. Weaver, Shedrick, Cunningham. I mean, they combined for like what thirty plus points off the bench. Yeah. Which is like crazy in college. To get yeah, I mean, and, and Shedrick, 
he was really efficient, hyper efficient in his limited minutes. He only played eight minutes, right? But he scored 10 points and he had six rebounds. Like he made a, a real impact when he got in there, um, which is what you want, right? You want him to get in there as a backup big and replace the productivity of what you had with the Sioux. And he was able to replicate that really well. And I thought, I thought Weaver ran, uh, I thought he ran the pick and roll with a lot of confidence. I thought we, our guys were, were making great decisions with the ball, you know, when they're, when they're forced to make a decision, um, especially going downhill. I am still, I mean, it worries me that, that we went five for 22, right? Like our defense yeah, was, our, our defense was the real story of this game alongside the rebounding. Like I mentioned, like we were able to capitalize on how well we initially defended that first possession and not give them second opportunities. But, and we got to the line, right? We shot. I was, was going to say, like, I don't want to jump in, but like, that's that to me, like we were going to the line 11 times. Yeah. Went nine of 11 from the, from the line Cunningham four of four Acemas, who's obviously a great free throw shooter goes four of four. Yeah. I, it just, I, it just worries me with the three point shot. And it also worries me that again, I mentioned like, I can't believe that they weren't doubling to Sue more. He's our best player. It's very sure. clear. And if you have defensively, if we get to the tournament or you're looking at the conference tournament and you're scheming against Texas, what do I do is I send like late doubles to, and I, I make it as uncomfortable as possible for DeSue to get to his spot at that high post where he can do the face-up game and shoot that, you know, 15 footer in, in, in guy's face and really hit it at a high clip. Um, and you either bring a late double or you have a really physical defender on him. And then you just have a guy chasing Acemas around the court and you force the other guys on Texas to beat you, right? That that's, what's going to happen. You force Dylan Mitchell to score 20 points in a game. You force, Hunter to have a game where he hits five threes. Right. And, and mm -hmm. if he does, maybe you live with that, right. That, that is why, and those guys can do it, but can they do it for three games in a row? I'm not sure. Right. Cause that's not what we've seen. So that's where I kind of have the same sentiment that I did prior to us playing this game in regards to us um, and how competitive we would be in the NCAA, in the NCAA tournament. But yeah, I mean, this is, we've got a decent amount of time until we play Oklahoma state. It's not like we play them tomorrow night. Um, so I really, I really think we can take care of business here. And it was great to get a, a win on the road, you know, like at Baylor just beat TCU on the road. That was a huge win, not only for the Longhorns from a standings perspective, but you know, I mean, they certainly giving the bears the right momentum heading into the tournament. And if we could knock them off, I mean, in Waco, that another, another road victory for us would do wonders for our confidence and also for our placing just in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, and, and now as it stands for the Big 12 tournament, which is just going to be, which is also going to be paramount at points, we're the nine seed right now. We're in ninth place. So we're the nine seed here. We would match up against OU in the second round. The first round would be the 12 versus 13, 11 versus 14. Um, and then after just finishing the season, playing them too. So we'd play them two games in a row. Yeah, it's kind of shaping out to be like we're I, we're pretty much almost locked in at one of those two spots. I think the best we could do is like seven, and then you know, and then we'll just I, I, if you if you could win and go to the third round, the quote unquote third round, but really the second round for us in the Big Twelve tournament, and go against one of those top four teams, it'd probably be Houston, Baylor, or Kansas. Then we'll we'll take our chances. I, I to me, I know I know Kansas lost to BYU, and I know Baylor got that win. I know we see Baylor of those three teams, those big three next, and I should include Iowa State in there, of course, because we think we can go far. They can go far. I, I I don't. I I think that Kansas and Houston are in a class of their own. 
the more I watch. I think Houston's probably in a class of their own from Kansas. Baylor is so is so they're just not great on defense again for some reason. I don't know what it is. So if that lead if we get hot, then I like our chances in Waco to at least sneak one out or make things close. The issue that we have against them is they have Misi, who's a monster on the inside. And the best part about what we had against Tech is, which is why I think Shedrick ate, which is why I think Desu had a strong game, which is why I think we got to the line a lot. Tech plays a really small ball. Yeah. Right. They're starting. They're starting. Their their biggest starter is like six seven. So yeah. they play a really small brand of basketball, which Matt, which is great for us because we got some size that could actually, but we got some soft size, like guys that don't bang really well, but we do have some size. So. I I hope that we if we can get past OU get win the Oklahoma State game at home and, and close out Moody strong, um, then it kind of turns our season around and we get to the Big Twelve tournament and, and can show some good basketball. Then it's anyone's game. I mean, look like we, we were saying to Nick and Nick was saying in the last show, can we give you a seven seed and or an eight seed and get hot? And we said no. But like I'm sure like. The Cendarius Thorn uh, in the world of like South Carolina when they were the seventh seed and that they came out of nowhere and went to what the final four. Like, like yeah, anything's I, possible I, if you get hot at the right time. Getting hot and winning the tournament are two different things, too, right? Like, oh yeah. Can we get hot and win three games? Get to the sweet sixteen? Actually, I guess we win three games, depending if we're the playing team or not. If we win three games, we're the playing team, we're in we're in the sweet sixteen. If we win three games. We're in the elite eight, right? We're losing in the elite eight game. Um, so we're winning that 64 32 and then the sweet 16, which would that would be incredible. That would be right back to where RT was last year. Like if he could get to the sweet 16, if he get out of the 64, if he get out of the 32, I would be very impressed. Because I look at this college basketball season different. Like last year, I, there was no one that we couldn't beat in my eyes. Truthfully. We could beat everybody in my eyes last year with the way Serge Jabari Rice was shooting with cars both sides of the court uh, as a as a as a basketball. Yeah, player. I think I think by the time like you further assessed it, seeing what UConn did, I don't think anyone was going to beat them in the tournament. Oh, yeah. Um, but it seemed that way. Yeah, I, I agree with you for sure. I, I and on the topic of UConn this year, there are teams that can beat them. There have been teams that can beat them. Creighton beat them the other day. You know, I think Houston can give them some work, of course, and they're they, Houston could be favored for all we know. We can't beat that team. We can't. We cannot beat UConn. There are two. They are. They have so many pros on that team. Pros, not guys that maybe you could get a shot. Like I'm talking like pros. They have like three or four. Yeah, professional basketball players in that team. And I don't know if there's any other team in the nation other than a Kentucky or a Duke that has that at a freshman, right? That has like pros like that. Yeah. Um, no, you're probably you're probably right. Uh, like I, I'd have to think about it. I saw I just as an aside, I saw a really funny graphic from a BYU fan that was like, "We're the only Big Twelve team that has a thousand percent." winning per uh, a thousand winning percentage at Allen Fieldhouse, and like every other big 12 team was like we've only won 11 percent. we've won you know eight percent of the games we've played there we've won 12 percent of the games and it's like we only played one game there but uh, i mean congratulations dude, like, no i mean it's funny it's funny it's it's good for them obviously it is good for them but byu is like like robinson's pretty good like jackson robinson's a pretty good basketball player 
right? Definitely. Like, yeah. They 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 have they play strong defense. They have like they have five guys in double digit scoring. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. I'm just trying to answer your your previous question. Yeah, I mean, Robinson might end up depending on how things go for them in the Big Twelve tournament. I mean, this guy he could play his way into the lottery. Like I, I probably mm. not, but like he'll he might be a between a you know. 16 and 20. Um, so he's, he'll be a, he'll presumably he'll be a first you round. Pick. There's, there's just such, I mean, there's, it's all, there's a ton. The I mean, what, yeah, the, this draft class is kind of, it, it's everywhere. Um, it's like, what do you do with Terrence Shannon Jr. from Illinois? Like where he could be like the eighth pick or the 25th pick. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think, I think your call on like Kentucky though, right. Is like, they have, they got a lot of guys that could end up getting drafted if they all went, some of them should stay, I think, but like Dillingham could go Shepard could go. Um, well, the Dillingham, Dillingham and Shepard are going to, are going yeah, Right. Right. Aaron Bradshaw. He should go. Stay, he should, he stay, should, he should. DJ Wagner should stay as well, but like he, he would get drafted. Justin Edwards would get drafted probably. Um, even Antonio Reeves could get drafted. Like that's a lot of guys. Visich, their big man who's seven, two, like, I wouldn't be surprised if all those guys got drafted. Um, yeah, but, but the thing is, like they could, they should stay. Like I, and but you go to like Caravan for UConn, he'll be a second round pick. But Castle and Klingon would, Klingon would be a, they're both, you know, top twenty picks. Yeah, maybe, or just or maybe maybe they fall into the late round, late first round. But well, again, they're gonna, like go, this, they're gonna, we're anticipating they go far in March. The farther you go in March, the better you're highlighted. Castle can jump into the lottery. If they go far and, and he and he shows out yeah but yeah and i mean like outside of that i'm i'm looking at a couple of mocks here just to like see what 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 colleges are represented right um duke yeah duke i mean with with filipowski and um i mean baylor right with with walter and people yeah, and people like me seeing his size. Um, you know, McCuller will be a first round pick, and if Dickinson Furphy. can get, yeah, I mean, Kansas maybe having a couple of guys. <laughs> I love Furphy's name. I like Furphy. They're like, you want to be Murphy? They're like, nah, give me the F, dude. <laughs> but out, again, like outside of that, like most other colleges, it's like they've got one guy, right? Maybe like osa Igadaro and and camp jones for marquette but those that's two second round picks right like Colic. Yeah, you're 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 yeah i don't think he probably won't get drafted but i love that it's guy which is so crazy i'll take that guy on my team uh he's great he's great he makes yeah. excellent decisions and he can hit spotted three pointers uh yeah i mean but there's a lot that to get excited about i think just in general the fact that it's the end of february beginnings of march here is exciting in and of itself. We love mm -hmm. college basketball. Super fun for draft implications. Super fun just to see who makes a run. Super fun to see the upsets. Um, I I can't. Was it on the show? Was it on air that I was like Colorado State? They're kind of intriguing. They've lost like two of their last three games. Yes, it was on the yeah. show. We didn't, uh, we didn't clip it yet. But yeah, I mean, because it's kind of, it's kind of evergreen stuff. Because I don't think our opinions are going to change. But I like the take. I like them as like a sneaky, sneaky team. Well, yeah, but they but they they're losing games now. So <laughs> who knows? We'll we'll, we'll 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 admit it. That's the power of editing. Um, yeah, yeah. Great. We'll okay. be back next time. Anything you? Sorry, anything you wanted to add? No, just. Sight set on Oklahoma State. Yeah. Take down the fair. Cowboys. Yeah. Take him down, but 
you got to win the games. You got to win. Um, all right, Fisher Disopolis. We'll see y'all next time with the snacks, man. Hook them. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.